Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Connected Podcast. This is the place where we discuss people, ideas, marketing, technology, and anything else that feels right. I am Sasha Russo, Account Director for the TED Department here at Mediacom. Hello, everyone. I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. And our guest joining us today is Tim Irwin. How are you, Tim? Very good. Thank you, Sasha. I don't know whether yet, because we're recording this in summer of 2022, so we're not saying Essence Mediacom, because we're all Essence Mediacom. But um, for anyone that's listening to it next year, we're, we're, we're together in spirit already, right? It's a little confusing, but yeah, yeah, we're, we're getting there, yeah. Tim is Global Chief Operating Officer at Essence, having recently appointed the role in January 2022. Tim is an experienced advertising leader with more than two decades experience in executive roles at media agencies. Since joining Essence in 2018 as EMEA Chief Operating Officer, Tim's operational expertise and leadership skills have played a critical role in helping the agency scale rapidly and meet the needs of clients and employees throughout the region. Prior to joining Essence, Tim served as Chief Operating Officer for Maxis, where he helped develop the agency from a fledging business to one of the UK's top 10 media agencies. Prior to Maxis, he was the Managing Director for London Boutique Operation BJKNE Media. Um, Tim, it's very good to have you on the Connected Podcast today. we often, and we should talk about your new role, Tim, as exactly, well. Yes. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, I mean, yeah, if you can tell us about, about your new role and then also how it's been going into your new role, the start of the year, coming off the back of the pandemic, and, yeah, and now yeah, we have the merger. So <laughs> a whole lot. We have, lots, we have lots to talk about, actually. Yeah, no, um, well, thank you for having me, first of all. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Um, so my new role, which I'm really thrilled about, is to be the CEO for EMEA for the new Essence Mediacom Agency. Um, and as kind of Sue implied a minute ago, it's a bit kind of weird at the moment because we're sort of transitioning into our new business, which will officially start next year. But 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 clearly, uh, one transitions to these roles sort of a bit more in, ahead of time. Uh, so I'm getting to meet a lot of people, and uh, it's been great. I'm really really really, really enjoying it. So um, exciting times ahead. I think it's a it's a brilliant it's a brilliant move for us as a business and for all of our people. Um, I think we're going to be a really powerful force uh, and, and hopefully we can have some influence on the future of our industry as well, I think, because I think there's uh, a need for some serious change in how we work, what we do, what our people do uh, and, and lots of other things as well. So exciting times ahead. I'm just you know, really honoured to be part of it. And I'm obviously desperate, as every all our listeners will be, to ask you about all the details that haven't been hammered out yet. So I... I, I I, I won't do that because I know there's still a lot of conversations going on. Very exciting to think about leading the industry into a completely new phase. It obviously that obviously takes a lot of strength and a lot of vision. Are there experiences in your career to date that that you could talk about, or even in your life to date, that you could talk about that have prepared you for this new role? I don't know about preparing me for this new role, but I think the the lessons I would learn or have learned, I guess for more broadly for a new business is to think long term i think um i think it's very easy to get bogged down in the in the sort of day-to-day details of things but i think actually to be to properly change things you have to be quite visionary and you have to set yourself a a longer term goal and ambition uh, and really mean it as well um so for example i don't know has, i mean we you know talk about uh, how you know the work we do I think the work we do sometimes is a bit too functional 
uh, and we maybe underrepresent ourselves to the you know, to our clients sometimes. I think mm-hmm. the work we do can be game changing for their businesses, um, and we shouldn't we should, you know we should appreciate that and we should be proud of our work. Um, and, and probably commercially, more importantly, we should be making sure that that's acknowledged as well commercially. So I think that media agencies are incredibly valuable things, and there's you know there's tremendous things that we can do. Um, to help clients uh, with with their businesses, but I, I think we should, you know, potentially push that a bit more. We tend to focus heavily on belonging. Um, what does belonging mean to you? Uh, well, I think it means people being able to be themselves and being, you know, comfortable being themselves and not feeling they have to be something that they're not. And I think it's other people recognizing that. Um, yeah, we are. Uh, maybe we maybe we're our own worst enemies because we traditionally tend to do things like media targeting in big clumps of audiences, which is daft really. Uh, and perhaps the future model is much more about personalization, and maybe that's a good representation of belonging because you know every single person is different, and every single person should be able to be comfortable being different uh, in in any environment. So I think that's what it means to me. I love uh, that. I love that linkage. I don't think we've had anyone say that yeah. linkage between the future of our industry and the work and and how we work and how we feel at work and and the and the truth is is that if as a leader you can really genuinely give everybody the psychological safety to be themselves then that in itself is a game changer right because um, it's easy to say we want you to be yourselves as long as you're quite a lot like me is what often is meant and so if you can genuinely deliver that that's that's just amazing um so this is probably perhaps a leading question as well, although we do ask all of our guests, but it's it's very pointy when it's aimed at you, which is what do you hope to have achieved by the end of next year? By the end of next year? Um, well, I, I mean, I think for the company, I think we need to have delivered against our stated ambitions of you know, being the best media agency in the world, changing the industry, giving people really clearly defined career opportunities, uh, being really acknowledged for the work we do from our clients, uh, being commercially successful, attracting new clients, attracting new types of talent. Um, so I think I think there's a bunch of things that by the end of 2023, we should at the very least be able to say, yeah, we're well on the way to doing that or we, or we are doing that. Um, for me personally, um i guess i just want to build really strong relationships with all the people for essence mediacom in emir all the clients um and make people proud to work for essence in emir essence mediacom in emir um i'll get used to the names soon yeah we're all um, doing a yeah, bit yeah it's yeah. a mouthful <laughs> <laughs> a little bit <laughs> Um, moving on to the questions we ask all of our guests, and I've done a bit of research on you, and I know you're oh, heavily no. into your sport, music, and film, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see how you answer these questions, right? <laughs> um, what is your favourite line from a poem, a song, or a book? See, so I, I should um, just point out that I did I did get these questions from you guys before, so I really should have done some proper. I, but I did think about this. I did think about this, and actually, what I realised was. I'm just not kind of into lines. Um, I, I haven't got a mantra that, you know, oh, yeah, I read this book, you know, when I was 17 and I've, this has stuck with me and I'm in principle. 
that just doesn't doesn't really doesn't really work. I mean, I, I as you say, Sasha, I love I love music and film and, and, and books. I love I love them all. I read a lot and I watch a lot of films. And I listen to enormous amounts of music. So I should be able to give you a good answer, but I'm not sure I have. Well, the, the only thing that really sprung to mind, and this is going to sound a bit pretentious. So honestly, I'm not pretentious, although my children may <laughs> disagree. But um, but the only thing that springs to mind is I do remember being really touched when I was at school by a poem. Uh, and I'm not into poetry, I will confess. Um, uh, and maybe this is um, maybe there's some relevance to what's going on in the world at the moment. But there's a poem by a guy called Wilfred Owen, who was a war poet in the First World War, who died. And he wrote uh, a, an anti-war poem um, called Dolce e Decorum Est, I think it's called. But there's a long line in it in Latin, which literally means it's a it's a great honour to fight and die for your country. But he was being ironic, sarcastic, one of those ironic, because he in fact, even in the poem, I think he said this is a lie. Um, so. I have not lived my life on anything around that that line, but I just is about the only thing I could ever think of as a lyric or a line that I've ever really remembered around around that. So um, it's a poor answer, but an honest one. It's it's not it's not at all a poor answer. It's the line no. that came to you, and I think it reflects the real world concerns that are you know in all of our minds everywhere in the world actually because this does go out globally. Um, that indicate that give us perspective right they give us perspective on what we come to do at work every day when there are those things going yeah I think there's that Sue for sure and that's that was maybe why immediately Mm. you know I was reminded by but I think it's I I I think it's also about I think I'm not a big fan of nationalism and you know even in things like sport it mm-hmm. slightly annoys me sometimes the national anthems and the flags and things. It's just a game of sport. And you're not, and you're not just uh, saying that because of how badly um, England did to Hungary in the last. <laughs> <laughs> Should I not mention that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can mention it. Yeah, I'm not that bothered if I'm honest, but um, um, but I, I think there's I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of I think nationalism is the cause of a lot of problems in the yeah. around the world. Um, mm. You know, we're all just humans. My favourite question, which is, um, if you were a genie, what five commonly available objects would I put in a magic circle to summon you, please? And by the way, I'm not allowing phones because everybody always says their phones. So just. Uh, yeah, OK. Um, so. Um, I would say um, the things that I really treasure and I, I, I won't include any. These are these are these are material items as opposed to people. Right? Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, yeah, I well, wouldn't. Yeah, otherwise. Available. Yeah, so, and yeah, my wife honest. and kids are not commonly available. So um, <laughs> I would uh, I would say, well, I'd start with the basics. So my Tottenham season tickets would certainly be in there. Um, cool. um, I, I do a lot. I go, you know, I, I've been going for many years with my with friends or my children now um, with absolutely no success for 40 years. But anyway. Oh, you've got um, an amazing season coming up, I believe. Well, one Very you never know, Sandra. I've said that for most years, but anyway, we'll see. Yeah, that's been that's been said. That's been said before. Um, I uh, I've got a record player that I bought in lockdown. I bought a record player. Uh, I play all my old vinyl again. Uh, and get your record player and some vinyl. Yeah. That's that's kind. Um, what, what particular I, genre vinyl are we going? Do you want to give us a vague indication? I'm, I am pretty, I am pretty, 
Um, I went to see Nick Cave in The Bad Seeds last week, and oh, he wow. was absolutely brilliant. So that's the current, that's the current passion. Okay. Uh, but then I went to see The War on Drugs a few months ago, and they were the current passion then. So it varies. Well, we'll get you, I'm getting the idea of the genre, though. It's it's oh, less okay, Justin okay. Bieber, more more Nick Cave. It's a little a little less Justin, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get we'll get you a selection of vinyl. Yeah. Okay. Um, can I take my garden? Is that commonly um, available as well? Suppose it's not really. No, you can a take garden. Um, so a, uh, we can certainly source you a garden, and we because we, because right. we've put in the sea before now, haven't we? And and yeah, yeah, entire. Yeah towns so we could certainly get you a garden yeah. and tailor it to your right. needs yeah. well that's that's why well, god this is this are you is a gardener um, well, well i'm not really I'm, I'm pretty useless but i've got a, i live in london so therefore i've got a tiny garden um mm. but i do i really enjoy it i think it's just oh. maybe it's an aging thing um but yeah i think it's just great i mean when the occasionally the sun shines to be able to have the luxury of sitting out in the garden it's just great um what else would i uh I, i'd probably take some kind of um uh, a video it's sometimes like, you know tv or film entertainment and i and i think probably the thing i can watch over and over again would be uh the trip with okay. steve coogan and uh rob brighton uh, i think that's hilarious um that's such a good insight on you i'd like to do that i, I think i'd like to do that right, we'll, trip get you, myself, we'll get you the uh we'll get you the trip all that's of the very season. kind how many is that is that, is that that's fine was one more, i think oh one more um food drink uh I bother about food. Um, um, I I know, I know. I would take. I I really hate this, but I I do. I feel the endorphins. The running machine. A running machine. I would take. I don't like running on the running machine, but I do like the feeling when I finished. So. (laughs) Excellent, excellent choice. Strong five. Yeah. Um, Tim, what is your single best skill? Um. Um. Uh, I well, I think I, th- I think if I'm being serious about the kind of skill that I can apply to work, I think perspective is probably I think um, I think uh, yeah. I'm I, I'm reasonably kind of clear of thought and and you know we're not saving lives and we all get very stressed and people have got to sometimes put things in perspective, but I don't necessarily just mean it in a kind of slightly deep deep. Uh, meaning like that but I also mean I think you can people sometimes can't see the wood for the trees they're so busy yeah. and there's so much to do and I think they can lose clarity of thought and I think I think um, helping people simplify problems maybe it would be my serious answer I think my my personal skill if I have a personal skill this is not a skill but it's a fact um, is I don't need to I don't, I don't seem to need to have much sleep anymore so I feel that gives me a massive advantage because I can get up really early so I feel I've got an extra couple of hours on most people. Um, now, I'm not sure I always use those hours to the, their best use, but there's <laughs> some advantage because sleep, basically, as important as it is for you, is, doesn't, it doesn't really do anything, does it? So um, maybe that's the skill. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've had conversations about sleep before because we've had people on who go, I only get four or five hours sleep a night and I do really well on it. And I feel as though there needs to be a bit of a health warning out there, which is that <laughs> the medical <laughs> the medical establishment is quite keen on sleep. But um, yeah. anyway, um, what would you practice more if you had the time and the space? Um, well, 
as, uh, I think I practice writing. So I've always said, oh, when I when I'm not working anymore properly, I'm going to write a book, which is such a late, such a lazy answer because some people sue, manage to write a book, and work. Um, so I've been really lazy, and, and really, and maybe I'm not really serious about it. But I do think I I do like the idea of writing more. So maybe, maybe I'd practice that. Fiction or non-fiction? Fiction or non-fiction? Uh, well, fiction, I, I think. Although I think um, I, I would also I think there's some there's some relatively easy ideas on non-fiction. I think fiction a bit more challenging, but um, but I think writing maybe I should practice that. Um, where in the world, real or fiction, would you like to live, and why? Oh gosh. Uh, okay. So yeah. So. I think um, I, I can give you a couple of answers, I think, if that's all right. Um, so I live in London, as I've said, and I really like London. Uh, so I would, I've always quite fancied living in the Barbican in London, which for people that don't know it is a 1960s uh, concrete, um, hugely designed sort of area with kind of it's quite arty and a lot of people find it really ugly. I think it's just fantastic. I really, really love it. Um, I think it's quite expensive, so I'd have to, you know, I'd have to, uh, you know, live in a box. Um, so it's not practical until my children leave home. Um, and actually, my wife wouldn't live there either, so it's not, not practical or going to happen probably. But, but that would be, that would be one. Yeah. yeah. I like, I really like urban spaces. I like the city. Yeah, yeah. I like noise. Um, all that sort of stuff. But I guess the other answer would be, which is a bit of a contrast, would be. The, you know near the sea um i really like the sea listening to the sea smelling the sea seeing the sea occasionally swimming the sea um where it is i'm not really bothered i like cornwall i like france um any of those would do okay and now the question that you cannot prepare for <clears throat> oh gosh i'm holding up three cards from the uh, school of life um, and I'm going to call them, you can see them, A, B or C. Could you pick one, please? Uh, a, please. Okay. Ah. In the end, the meaning of life is centrally tied up with what you do in your work. Do you agree? Uh, no. I thought you might say that. Given <laughs> everything else you've said, do you want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um listen you know it's important that work is satisfying and fun and i've met many my family met my wife through work i've met many good friends through work and it's important that you that people enjoy their work and ideally there's some value that comes out of the work they do and i think all of those apply to what we do um so it is important but actually it's maybe a means to some of the more important things as opposed to the central part of it i think uh, life is about i mean ultimately that is most basic life is about just keeping society going by you know having children or being responsible to the planet or whatever it might be but it, it, in more short-term sense life is really about experiences and uh i think um adding something and enjoying yourselves and you know building yourself and learning and all those kind of things so things that you can't just get as of work. So I think um, work is a small part of it. Well said. 
Um, well, thank you very much for coming on the Collective Podcast. It's been a great chat with you. And we look forward to reading your book in years to come. <laughs> I can't promise that, Sasha, but, but yeah, that's why it's a practice a skill I have to practice rather than something I'm doing now. But yeah, but thank you very much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. And more immediately, we look forward to you leading us to being the best agency in the world. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Thank you.